Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Playing Around. And this one is going to be a special episode because I have such an amazing story to tell you. I've been traveling so much and doing so many events and I'm gonna get into all of that. Uh, But you have to keep on listening because one of the coolest things in my entire life happened to me a couple days ago and I'm still riding this massive high because of it. So I'm, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about if you follow me on social media which I'm sure you do if you listen to this podcast. Um, But I'm going to get into that. But first off, I just kind of want to recap what I've been up to and what I've been doing and where I've been. So I was in Atlantic City for the ShopRite Pro-Am. They have an LPGA event there, but they do the biggest Pro-Am in the world. So they bring in so many different players, uh, so many people, and it's really an amazing experience. So I think everyone should do it. And I think it's cool too that it's on the women's side because again, we're always trying to get more eyes on women's sports, especially women's golf, because I don't think people realize how good they really are. And so being able to play with them, you get to experience one, how cool and how nice they are, but two, you get to see their games up close and they are just badasses. And it's, I used to be really, and I still am, really intimidated by going to uh, the ShopRite Pro-Am. I, this is my fifth year. It is my fifth year doing it now. So I've been doing it for a while, but I still get very intimidated going there. Again, I still think that, you know, from past issues that I've had that, you know, at times maybe I feel like I'm not welcomed. But 
for some reason this year felt a little different. I felt a little bit more confident going there. Uh, the people that I talked to, the girls that I talked to were all really friendly. I even had a couple girls come up to me and, you know, ask me to hang out, which was really cool. And, you know, I'm very naturally shy and introverted. And I think sometimes when I go to these events, I am almost, the, I, I'm kind of the problem because I will just stand there like a deer in headlights and I have resting bitch face. And so I'm sure that I don't look very approachable and very friendly. And that's something that I'm really working to get better at and just approaching people. I think that, you know, it's hard at first, but a lot of people feel the same way that you probably do. So I'm really trying to uh, let my guard down a little bit more and make more of an effort to go up to people and just seem more approachable and I'm seeing results. And so, yeah, I had um, hung out with some girls and had a great time. And the first day I played, we actually won. My team won the first day pro-am on one of the golf courses. They do it on three different golf courses. I played awesome. My team played awesome. They were making everything. It just was one of those really good days where, you know, if someone had a bad hole, it was a scramble or a bad shot, someone else would, you know, pick it up and uh, making some putts off the green. And it was just perfect. It was the perfect day. We played so well. And then the next day I had, again, I had two really great groups. And so I always luck out in pro-ams. I'm so lucky that I get amazing groups. I have had very few bad experiences with pro-ams. I would say I've probably had one or two groups that, and this isn't just at the shop races, like all of the pro-ams that I've ever played in my career, I would say maybe one or two groups that weren't as enjoyable, but not anything like horror stories. Because people always ask me like, is it is it bad playing pro-ams, especially, you know, if like the guys get liquored up and, uh, you know, they, they'll say certain things or, and I don't mind it, you know, you just have to, you know, have, have fun with them. And if you give it back to them, and that's the groups I like. I like when they're joking with you and they're talking shit and like, that's more fun than a group that's so serious. And the one group that I had that I did not enjoy playing with is that they weren't very good players. And that, I don't care about that. Like we're all out there to have a good time, but I do care when they're taking it so seriously and especially in scrambles where you know none of them hit the fairway and they're like we need you here and if I hit a bad drive they're like what the fuck are you doing we're relying on you you're the pro and and that's what that group was like they were getting so mad at me and I was like I have birdied like <laughs> six holes on my own ball like you are no help here at all and they were on my ass all day long and that was the worst pro experience that I've had but again, I've been really lucky and I like when the guys have a good time and they loosen up and, you know, like I said, we're just joking back and forth. And so I always get pretty good groups. And at the shop right this year, I had two really great groups. One group I play with all the time and uh, the second group, I, I just met them. But, you know, we started the first hole out and I've been feeling really good about my game. I don't really practice that much anymore. I just go and play, especially when I'm shooting my content. But I don't remember the last time that I've been on the driving range and I've grinded it out or tried tried to really work on my swing and it's fine. Like I almost play better that way because I'm not in my head. So if I don't practice and I just go out there with no expectations, I actually play really well and my game has been in a really good spot. And so that first day I played awesome, hit my driver really well. And I've been really confident with my driver, which is something that's very rare for me because I tend to um, have the hooks off the tee. And so, but that wasn't even in my mind. I was, I mean, Literally, I don't remember the last time I've had a nasty snap hook. I mean, I, I've just been 
awesome with my driver. And so the next day I was warming up, I was striping it and I step up on the first tee and my group was a little hungover from the night before. And they, you know, first ball shit on the right, uh, second ball shit on the left, uh, third ball, um, it was gone again. And so I step up and I'm feeling really confident at this point because yesterday or the day before I didn't miss one drive. I didn't miss one drive on the range. I don't know last time I, I missed a drive and I step up and no, no negative thoughts in my head, nothing at all. There were people like behind me taking, you know, videos and they announced my name. I step up, I'm like, I'm just gonna pipe it down the center. I hit the biggest fucking snap hook of my life. <laughs> like, it was disgusting and it felt so bad. And if you know that feeling, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's nothing in the world that makes me hate golf more than hitting snap hooks. I would rather miss it right all day long. And I know you slicers are like, no, 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 no. But a slice, you can play for it and you know it's gonna sit, but a snap hook, they always say that a snap hook doesn't listen to you and it doesn't. I mean, that thing is gone and it's left and it's going left and you're just never gonna find it. And so I did that on the first tee and I was, I was rattled rattled <laughs> and I look back and like people like slowly were like lowering their phones and they're like yeah this you know bimbo actually sucks at golf and so then I was embarrassed and my team was like we're having the worst start ever and so we used one of the balls on the right side you know it was in the trees and we were pretty far back and so we had a three wood in and I shanked my three wood I actually shanked it hit a tree and bounced all the way right back to my feet and so I'm like looking back at my group and again, and they they were just looking at me and they were so nice, but I, I could tell they were uh, disappointed. <laughs> they were like, great, we're stuck with this girl all day long. She can't hit the golf ball. She literally cannot make contact. And so we ended up getting through that hole. And then the next hole, step up. I'm like, it's fine. It was just one bad shot. Snap hook that motherfucker again. And it went the shit. And I'm like, I have the yips off the tee and all day long, I couldn't hit a straight drive. I, I hit very few good drives and everything else was fine. I started to get it back and I hit some really, really great iron shots and hybrids. And our group ended up playing surprisingly well towards the end. We actually had an opportunity to win it. We finished, I think third, oh, we finished fourth because uh, two groups tied for second, but we we like rallied so hard on that second day, but that that start was terrible. The worst start I've ever had in a pro-am. They got some Bloody Marys going and they loosened up and they were such a fun group. Uh, they were the best, but I had this horrible feeling the rest of the night because that brought me back to playing professionally. And so when I was playing professionally, I had the yips off the tee and I couldn't hit a driver. My parents, when they would come to tournaments, my mom would walk on the right side. My dad would walk on the left side because I had a two-way miss. Most of them were left. But then when I was trying to adjust on the fly, I'd slice it. And so I had no confidence with my driver. And anytime I hit that snap hook, I get thrown back into that time where I had to literally hit punch three woods off the tee because I could not hit a driver to save my life. And so I'm like, this is the reason why I don't play anymore. I mean, one of the many reasons, but that feeling and it just, I know you guys can relate to this, but there's something about golf that makes you just feel like dog shit. Like 
it makes you feel like the worst person in the world. You just wanna like bury yourself in a hole and die. I don't know what it is about golf, but it's so tied into your ego and it just fucks with your head. And that night I was having panic attacks over my golf game because of my yips off the tee and just not knowing if I could fix it or not. So I think about like how golf is so high and so low and it's one of the few sports where I think you have that dramatic up and down because you don't have a team to bail you out. You can't, you know, a coach can't pull you off the field and be like, you know what, you're having a bad day, we'll replace you. Like Garrett Cole at the Yankees versus Red Sox game, but you know what I mean? Like you don't have that. So you have to fight through it. And so you have those really low lows And I think that's what makes golf so addicting because you have those lows and those highs and some people thrive off of that and they love it. I don't, I really hate that because I run so hot and cold in my life. It affects me on such a deep level. And especially now, even though I just play for fun, I still want to play at a decently high level. I want to go out in these pro-ams and, you know, do a good job for my team. And even though I'm not practicing, I still keep my game at, you know, it's still pretty sharp. And so, again, when I get thrown back into that snap hook, I can't function. I literally can't function. It's like, do you guys get that way too, where if you're having a bad day golf, it ruins everything. And I was stressing about it. I was texting everyone because I had to play in a pro-am in a couple days after that. And it was a very big pro-am and it was all LPGA and legends of the game. The pro-am with the most major titles, winners, legends, and I'm like, I'm just this, you know, IG ho, and now I have the yips off the tee, and I'm, you know, supposed to be playing with, you know, a legend in the game. I'm like, I'm, what am I gonna do? And so I just sat, like, two days just stewing over it, and just having the worst anxiety over golf. (laughs) And, you know, I wish I could, there was, a you know, some positives to this, where I was like, you know, and then I realized that, you know, it's not everything, and that you're supposed to go and have a fun time. Nope. (laughs) nope I literally ruined two days of my life stressing over this and so that's what I want to tell you guys is that you know golf is so mental and you're gonna have bad days you're going to have good days and so really try to disconnect it from your ego because it doesn't matter and honestly people don't really care I think I could have lost every single ball the second day in the pro-am and my group would not have cared at all you know because it's like if you go out there and you have a good time and you're fun to play with that's what matters and so when you're playing with your buddies or if you're invited to you know a member guest or whatever it may be just really try to make it as enjoyable as possible and if you do that you're also going to relax and you're going to play better I think we all just put so much pressure on ourselves that it hinders our golf game And we are our own worst enemies when it comes to playing. And that's my biggest problem. One of the biggest reasons why, you know, I quit because I didn't have it mentally. You know, you have to have the full package to play at that high level. I don't think people realize how good these girls are. And even though I am still playing pretty decently, I, I can't. I can't touch them and they have that full package and they play so great and the next story I'm going to tell really kind of shows you the difference but um just relax just relax have a good time and that's what's really going to help your golf game and when you leave the golf course try to leave it at the golf course you don't don't bring it home with you I mean we say that about work all the time try to leave work where it is but do the same with golf too and that's something that I did not do but I'm going to tell you 
the cool thing after this break. So keep on listening. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, so we're back. And I think I've done this before where I build a moment up and it's actually not that cool. But this is really, really cool. So I played the Berenberg Invitational, which is one of the biggest pro-ams with the most like legends winners. They have like Tom Watson, Gary Player, uh, John Daly. I mean, I could just go through this list. And the cool thing about this format that they do that's different than other pro-ams that I've played in is that they do, it's a foursome, but they have one um, male pro and one female pro. And I really like the fact that they incorporate both into the event because, again, you just start to see really how it, you you give these women a platform to shine and they're going to take advantage of it. You just have to give them that opportunity. And again, they do such a good job of it. And I think this is what makes this event so special is that you're able to meet all these amazing players and the format's awesome. And they have like Justin Leonard, Colin Montgomery, Hill Irwin, Nick Price, Trevor Immelman, Ratif Goosen, uh, Mike Weir, Lee Trevino. And then they have on the women's side, Anna Norquist, I played. It's funny, they did a um, little social post and it was all of, like their major wins and all this stuff. And it was like Paige Spranick, influencer. And I was like, oh my God. Um, they had Allison Lee, Charlie Hall, Christy Kerr, Jillian Hollis, Natalie Golbus. I mean, Paula Creamer, Brittany Lang. I could keep going. Um, so many amazing players there. Cheyenne Woods, Sophia Popov. And Davis Love, Morgan Pressel, Tom Lehman. It is such an awesome event. And so I 
I played this one years, years ago when it was the Gary Player Invitational. I played it at Wentworth in London and I was very young, just starting out. I was still playing at the time and I was so scared. I was so scared to play. And so coming back to this event, I was still really nervous because I knew that it's not just some rinky dink little, you know, pro-am where, you know, the guys just get trashed and it doesn't matter how you play. The format is, you know, you have to keep more of your score and it's not a scramble. And I was freaking out because I knew that there were so many great players and it's an honor to be invited. And I didn't want to show up on the first tee and have these snap hooks. And so I was honestly so scared the entire time. And the first day we had a par three competition. And so they pair you up again with another one of the male pros and two of the guests and you go around and play eight holes on this par three course at Glen Arbor, which is an amazing golf course. If you get out there, you have to play it. And I was paired with Davis Love the Third, Such a nice guy. So nice. We were talking about the Ryder Cup and um, very, very friendly. And my first shot was a chip shot off of like a, a tight lie and my hands were shaking. And I just, you know, before that, I just stood there. Like I said, I was like a deer in headlights and I, I didn't go up to anyone. I was just so um, scared by the moment and the people there. And I, I wish I did a better job of going up and introducing myself and doing more of that right away. It took me a while to like warm up, but the girls were so nice to me and, and Everyone was so friendly, uh, but we played the par three and I was like, do not shank it in front of Davis Love the third. Like he just got off of seeing the most amazing golf, at the Ryder Cup. We was there and I was like, don't be an asshole and just like duff it. And uh, we, we played decent, but it was a lot of fun. But the next day I was paired with Gary Player and it was Pouring in the beginning, I was so nervous. We started out the round and I was hitting my driver really straight. So I was feeling really good. Um, Gary has the best stories. I mean, he's such a legend in the game and it's it was it's just such an honor to be around him and to learn from him and to listen to everything that he does. I think one thing that really sets him apart is he is so friendly to every single person that he meets. And he will go out of his way to go up to anyone and talk to them and make you feel like you've known him forever. And not many people do that or take the time to do that. And he did that to every single person that we saw on the golf course that came out. And he was so friendly. And the stories that he was telling and the tips that he was giving uh, the two guys in our group who were great. And I was sitting in a car and my, my guy was like, this this is insane. Like, I, I can't believe that I am getting lessons from Gary Player right now. And to see him light up and uh, just be so excited about it, it was really, really cool. So anyways, we were playing the round. Everything was going well. We were playing pretty decent. And we get to hole 14, which is a par 3. And I was pretty, I was hitting it okay. And I step up. It was 149 yards, I believe. I hit an 8-iron. And I hit it. It was a little left of my target, but you had to hit it left because it kicks over. And as soon as it came off my club face, Gary Player was, said, that looks good. And then my guy Zach in the group was like, go in, go in. And uh, my other guy Mike in the group was like, that looks good. And so it hits and it's rolling closer and closer and closer and it dropped. And I, I almost peed my pants <laughs> I was in complete and utter shock. I just made a hole-in-one in front of Gary Player. 
And it was, this is my fourth hole in one that I've had, but it was the first one that I actually watched go in the hole. The other ones, they were like elevated greens or it was hidden. And so to watch it, and there were, you know, a couple people behind me who were filming and who were there, and there were people down by the green. And uh, Kayla, who does the social media at um, Octagon, who is the agency I'm signed for, but they were also helping with the event. She was there, and she got on camera, and I saw it on, and I just looked at her, I'm like, did you get that? And she's like, yeah. And I just threw my arms up in the air because I was like, not only is it so cool that I just did that, but I'm going to have this for the rest of my, I'm like almost getting choked up because it's just such an incredible moment, the coolest moment of my entire life. But to do it in that moment in front of Gary Player um, with, you know, a lot of my team was there, uh, the guys in my group who we really just had such a great day. It was the first time I ever met them. But by the end, we just, you know, felt like best friends because that moment was just so cool and so amazing. And all the people there who were watching and, you know, Freddie Couples and Shine Woods was behind me and they were like, they gave me like a thumbs up and, you know, Morgan Prussell was the group in front of me. And it was just seriously so cool and I was so nervous for this event and I was stressing about it so much and for this to happen was again the coolest moments of my life. I don't think anything could ever top this and will ever top this. This will be something that I can talk about forever and I have it I have it on camera, and if you want to see the video, you can go to all of my social platforms. I've posted it everywhere, um, but I think that sometimes on social media that I only show one side of myself, and it's, you know, this very glammed up version, this perfect version that I try to create, and I really try to be authentic, and I think that comes through with my podcast and my YouTube channel, but sometimes on Instagram, it is a highlight reel, and my stories, I do open up a lot more, um, but, you know, they're just, you know, like nice pictures that I like to post, but this video, I think, felt so special because it was truly just me. I was wearing rain pants and, you know, I was uh, soaked from the rain and I had, you know, just uh, no cleavage was shown. It was really just like such a genuine reaction and, and, and just me. It was fun to post that, not only because I made a hole in one for Gary Player, but I, I think that I never really show more of that side of myself and it just felt so authentic and so real and it was so cool and such a special moment. And, ugh. I'm still just like gushing and so and just so smiley about it because again, it was just so special, especially because of everything that was going on building up to it and being so nervous and, you know, doubting my ability and not wanting to make a fool of myself in front of the LPGA girls and uh, to do that was just great. But it was embarrassing because Lauren Thompson, she was there and she was emceeing the event. She's incredible. She pulled me up in front of everyone. She was like, okay, like, tell me about this shot. And I panic. I panicked. And I was like, I hit an eight iron and it wasn't very good. I got lucky. And I just like walked away. I'm like, oh my God, Paige, you're such an idiot. I can't believe you just said that in front of all of these legends and like major championship winners. And I just say that out of all the things I could possibly say, that is what I say. And that's like what I do. I just get very awkward. Um, but again, that moment, so cool, so special. And to do it in front of Gary Player. I mean, like, come on. It was 
interesting because when I posted it, the view was from the front and so you couldn't see the ball go in. And so a lot of the comments were like, this was faked. It was just, you know, to get the, um, for the sponsors to go viral. And I'm like, you really think that I turned to Gary Player? And I was like, hey, guess what? We're going to fake a hole in one reaction because I need attention on social media. It's just a little frustrating that people try to take the joy out of the good things in life and you can't let them do that. You can't let them ruin it. But I think when people ask me, they're like, how do you deal with the hate comments? Because whatever I do, I'm always going to get it. You know, I made a hole in one. It was on video. There were so many people there who saw it. There was no, I clearly didn't lie about it. It was such a genuine reaction. And the first response from people is, this is fake you're lying. And I was completely covered up and someone was like, you're a bimbo. So no matter what I do, what I wear, what I say, I'm always going to get hate. So I might as well do what I want when I want and look the way I want. And that's kind of the attitude that I have now. And you know, I'm bringing that into my personal life. But when I do these events, I feel like I need to bring that confidence. But you know, remember that people are always going to say something. So you might as well be happy and do whatever the fuck you want. So that was awesome. But one thing that was really interesting is that the course was playing pretty long and I think I shot like one or two over, I would say. Short game was a little bit rusty. Driver was good. Didn't putt well. The greens were really fast. But I mean, I, I still like played well. And when they announced the winners, it was Anna Norquist. Her team won. And Anna shot eight under on her own ball. Eight under par. And that is how good they are. It was a very long golf course. It was playing long. It was playing hard. The greens were so fast. The pins were difficult. And she shot eight under. It's like that is why she has won as many times as she has. She's also a swag ambassador. So we love that. (laughs) They're just another level another level and so take the time if you ever have an LPGA event in your backyard go check it out you know if you have kids take them along with you just make it into a day but I really really hope that everyone takes the opportunity to go see these girls play live because it's very impressive you know again I still feel like I'm a really good player and I know I can hold my own at any single golf course and these girls smoke me so uh, it's incredible but That was such a special moment and it turned out to be like a really great week for me. I feel like I am pushing myself in ways that I haven't in a very long time um, in my career, but also just in my personal life with trying to be more outgoing and be more comfortable at these events. And I really made an effort to be one of the last people to leave and to socialize and to have fun. You know, what I do is work and I understand that these events are really fun and I get to play with amazing people and they're so interesting and fascinating. And before I just didn't take advantage of it and I I looked at it almost as being work. So I'm trying to say yes now. Again, I always love updating you guys on what's going on and what's happening in my life. I have a lot of travel coming up, which I'm excited for, events and another pro-am. And it's just been uh, very busy and this year is flying by. (sighs) Gosh, one thing that is not making me happy is watching my Steelers play. I have been on fire with my college football picks. I've been doing a really, really good job with college football. If you want to get in on any of my picks or the content that we're creating, you can go to the Points Bet USA Instagram account. I do a ton there. 
And if you want to get some cool promos or boosters, you can go to the PointsBet app and download that. We're doing fun stuff every single week. And I've really been enjoying watching college football. I have not been enjoying watching NFL. I, I mean, I am because it's been, a, I mean, so far it's been a good season. Some surprises here and there, uh, but I'm not surprised with how bad the Steelers are playing. I mean, they should have. Big Ben is so old and he just can't move. He looks like a baby giraffe, like he can't run. A baby giraffe running in slow motion, that's what he looks like. He's just not mobile anymore. And I said this all last year, and I was a Big Ben hater, but look what's happening now. Maybe this is a blessing in disguise, and because they started so well last season, look how they ended. And maybe they're starting slow, and they're going to build and peak at the right time. So I'm still optimistic about it, but they it's just not not good and he needs to retire I mean it's just time and I think it brings up an interesting discussion it's like when is the right time for athletes to retire I mean do you give it your all until you just can't anymore or do you retire gracefully when you're still at the top and that's the last impression that people have of you I don't know what's right because I've never played at that level and I'll never be a legend in um, like playing professionally. So, you know, it's those memes where it's like, this guy's an asshole. He sucks at what he does. And it's like, a, a, a you know, a guy's just sitting on his couch. And that's how I kind of feel talking about this because you, you can't take away from what he has accomplished, but he should have, I think he should have been done not even just last year, maybe two years. He just hasn't looked like the Big Ben that we, you know, used to know and love. So it's like, do you admire someone for pushing themselves and trying to get the most out of their body that they possibly can because they just love the game so much and they want to compete? Or do you go out when you're on top? And I, I don't know what the answer is. I know as a fan of a certain team, it's hard to watch people that you once relied on or expected these things to happen and it was fun to watch him pull off these amazing plays and now he just doesn't and I know we're all frustrated but I almost wish that we were going to remember him as someone who was a great franchise quarterback for us and I don't know if that's going to be the case because you know he just let it go on a year or two too long but enough about the Steelers because it's depressing me uh Bill's (laughs) I love the Bills. I think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl, even though their last game was not great. I have been all over the place with my picks on NFL. I've been doing really well in college, and then NFL, I just have been falling flat. There's been some surprises with, like, which teams are playing well, which ones haven't been playing well. And it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season kind of shakes out. But we got to, I mean... I mean, that's not even the biggest story that's been going on in the football world. Urban Myers was caught in a big scandal where he has been getting destroyed as a coach. He's not doing what he needs to do, but he's celebrating his losses by going to bars and having a young blonde grind up on him. Not a great look, especially when your wife is at home taking care of the kids. And she's, you know, obviously been very supportive through all of his ups and downs. And that guy just does not know how to apologize or to go about things. I don't even know what his next move is going to be, but he shouldn't be coaching. I know that's for sure. I think he just needs to just this more talk. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, do you do you go out when you're on a high or do you go out when you're on a low? And he should have been out a long time ago. I don't know why he keeps getting these opportunities, but not a great look. So 
people were saying that, you know, it wasn't him in the video, but there were pictures of him from that night wearing the exact same outfit. He's wearing an Ohio State uh, pullover. And it was a weird video because he was just kind of sitting there. And I'm sure you guys have all seen it by now. And he had his hands down by his crotch. And he was like leaning in and talking. And this girl was just like grinding up on his leg. It was such an odd video because part of it looked like he obviously wasn't engaged in the moment. You know, he wasn't like kissing up on her. But still, it's like, you're married. Why do you have this girl grinding up on you? Especially when you are losing a lot badly. Like, that's just not a good look. And obviously, he hasn't apologized. But it's very interesting how this became such a huge scandal. Do you think it's an invasion of privacy to record really anyone without their knowledge and to post it online? Obviously, he should not have been doing what he was doing, but... Can you imagine going out and never being able to have fun or let loose because you're so worried about people videotaping you? And not just famous people, but just anyone in general. It's so scary always having a cell phone in your face or being videotaped. And I don't don't like that. I don't like that people have to have their guard up at all times. And again, yeah, it's like make smarter decisions, Urban Myers. Like that's not it. But don't record someone without them knowing. There's just something so creepy about that to me that just doesn't sit right with me. And especially if you're posting it without their knowledge too. I I just, I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. Um, You've seen it with, you know, other celebrities getting in trouble where there's like pictures or videos and it's posted without their knowledge. And this is separate from the Urban Meyer situation, but part of the time they're not even doing anything that bad. You know, it's even like when Tom Brady got drunk when he was celebrating the Super Bowl and it was like such a big deal. It's like, yeah, people get drunk. They celebrate wins. Like, and some people are like, well, he's not a role model anymore. And that sets a bad example. It's like, fuck off. I think you put these athletes on a pedestal, not just athletes, um, anyone with um, a following or um, people look up to them or they know who they are. You put them on a pedestal and then you record them without their knowledge when they're acting human and then you condemn them for it. And I just, I don't like that. I don't like how that's going and it doesn't even just apply to like celebrities. It applies to everyone. You see these videos online and I'm like, there's no way that that person knew that you're going to post that and it could ruin their life. These videos are going viral and it could ruin your life and you have no idea. And maybe it's good because it'll force everyone to make better decisions. But sometimes you do just want to have fun and get drunk. And I think sometimes like I even think about that too. If like I'm on the golf course or if I'm having a bad day, like is someone videotaping me? Not that they would because I'm not famous. But like you do think about that stuff sometimes. And it's like sometimes I don't feel like I can go out and be you know, a 28 year old with my friends anymore. I'm just worried about that stuff. And it's just tough. You know, again, obviously, if you're caught doing something wrong, you should face the consequences, but shouldn't be posted without your knowledge either. You shouldn't feel like someone's stalking or taking videos. Can you imagine if you were at a bar with your friends and someone was taking a video of you without your knowledge and they posted it online? Like, can you imagine that? That is so creepy and so weird. So it's, it's a difficult conversation because, again, obviously, it's like, it's not a problem if you're not doing anything wrong, but sometimes the things that are put out there are not bad and people still get in trouble for them, and I don't agree with that. 
So I would love to hear what you guys think about that. So you can email us at paririheartradio.com. You can send us a message on our Instagram account, which is playing around. But I'd love to hear from you guys on that because I do think that's a very interesting conversation. If you if you're doing something wrong, should you be publicly shamed? Or is that a huge invasion of privacy when people are recording you without your knowledge? So I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was fun to relive that moment of making a hole in one. And I actually got a little choked up, which I was not expecting, but it was such a cool moment. And I love doing these events because I'm able to share these cool stories with you guys. And uh, maybe one day we'll even get to play a pro-am together and we'll have the best time ever. So as always, uh, thank you so much for the support and listening to the episode. And I'll catch you next time. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets real steel offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16 2024 see participating retailer for details If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.